Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. All right. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, what I love about the Lord is that it is so obvious to me so obvious to me that he leaves the 99 to go after the one. And when John asked me to to share on such a special day, uh, I knew immediately, the Lord put immediately on my heart what to share. And so I don't know who this is for. I don't know who this is for. But the Lord sent a word of encouragement for you today. Because there's somebody here today that you, you, you just feel like you can't do it any longer. Maybe you've gotten word that someone you love and care about doesn't love you. Maybe something that you were really looking forward to has fallen apart. Maybe you received devastating news from the doctor. Or maybe you just see that there's just no hope. That's a lie. That's a lie, and there's always hope. And so if you're that person today... The Lord wanted to make a special effort to extend out to you today that you would know, first of all, that you're loved. And second of all, be encouraged. Be encouraged. The reality is, is is this is uh, uh, encouragement for all of us, not just for moms today. I want to start with James, the book of James, and we're going to cover a lot of scripture today. And the challenge for me is to do it all in 30 minutes. But we're going to start with James. I want you to look in James chapter 1, verses, we'll start with verse 2, and we're going to end with verse 4. We know that in this life we're going to have pain. We're going to have suffering. Pain comes. And even though I've known this verse for for a long time, I still struggle to apply this verse. Look at what James says in chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. I mean, did, did you read that word? Count it all joy when... When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking 
in nothing. Count it all joy. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's pretty challenging. You have a problem and you go, ah, whoa. I, I don't tend to do that. Maybe you do, but I don't. And so, and so, but that's our instruction. Count it all joy. And it's because of the way we look at pain. Because the reality is, is we look at pain wrong. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, he said, but let uh, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, this world, you will have tribulation. But what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Listen, here's one thing I know. You all have some kind of problem. And if you don't have a problem right now, it's because you just finished with a problem or you're about to come into a problem. Because the reality is, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have problems. You're not going to escape problems. The lie that we keep getting told is, is that when you get here, you won't have any problems. If you could just get this, you won't have any problems. Oh, if you just had one of these, all your problems would end. But those are all lies. Because in this world, you're going to have problems. We're going to have pain. And we're going to have suffering. But what we've got to change is how we look at pain and how we look at that suffering. That will change everything for us. We want to push through the pain. So many times, what we want to do is we want to avoid the pain. I mean, think about how many of us do everything we can to medicate our pain. Because we don't want it. We don't want to walk through it. What we want to do is see if there's a pill for it or a drink for it or some food for it or maybe I can buy something that will help me get through the pain because I don't want to feel the pain. But the reality is, is that anything you can do on your own, well, that's your glory. But when you're fully emptied out and there's no way you can do it, that's when God steps in. And that gap between you and whatever it is you need, that's where God steps in and that's where God has a chance to get glory. And it's in that moment for you to, to, to be a servant of Him, to be an instrument of His glory. Scriptures encourages of this. First of all, Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. Paul says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not 
worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Think about that. They're not worthy to be compared. Whatever your trial is, whatever your trouble is, whatever situation you've gotten yourself into, it's not worthy to be compared to the glory. It's not even worthy. You can't even, you can't even try to compare it. You've got to remember, this word was written by the Apostle Paul who had been beaten Five times with 39 lashes. I mean, the Apostle Paul had been beaten so many times. The flesh ripped from the back of his legs so often that he actually walked crippled because he couldn't stand up straight. And he says, it's not worthy to be compared for the glory. We're to look ahead to the glory. Second thing is, is that pain has the opportunity to build our faith. As we walk through pain and we see, and to us, we're, there's no way, 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 there's no way. And we, we just keep giving it to God and we say, God, I'm giving this to you. I don't know how in the world you're going to do this. But I'm giving it to you. And then God comes through. And when he does, that builds our faith. 1 Peter 1.6 says, In this, in this, you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a little while, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. For just a little while, you've been grieved by various trials. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and there's that word again, glory, the revelation of Jesus Christ. More precious than gold. Faith more precious than gold. The reality is, is that I might rejoice when I came to a trial if my faith was more precious to me than gold, if my faith was stronger, I would recognize immediately when that moment came, whoo, this is a God moment. This is a chance for God to show up. Oh, I'm going to get to see God do something. But instead, I tend to focus, oh, no. Oh. How is this going to work out? This is an opportunity. Walking through, pushing through that pain is an opportunity for me to be able to see God show up and as a result, build my faith. The third thing that God does is, is He uses pain for us to build character. Lord, I, I, 
I don't know about you guys, but I certainly need more character. I need more character. And sometimes I look around and I see some other folks around me who need more character. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7 talks about the character that we have the chance to build as we walk through our painful situations. I want to start here, and he's saying, the writer here in Hebrews is saying, in the days of, of his flesh, when he had been offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries, he's talking about Jesus here. The vehement cries. Jesus is vehemently crying. He's crying because he's walking through pain. Cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Ooh, what happened next? Though he was a son, yet he learned, listen to this, yet he learned obedience. We're talking about Jesus here. You think you don't need to walk through some painful situations? Jesus had to walk through painful situations. Why? To learn obedience. And so here it is. Jesus learned obedience by the things which he suffered. He didn't learn obedience at the party. He didn't learn obedience by, by just being born the Son of God. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. There is benefit in pain and suffering. There is benefit. But Scripture says that's not all. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10, look at what it says that the suffering actually did. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 actually says that Jesus became, look at this, for it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. I mean, we're, we're stating how powerful he is. For whom all things and by whom all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Some translations say Jesus was made the perfect leader through his suffering. Think about that. We're talking about Jesus. And he's made the perfect leader. How? Because he went to class every day? Because of the things he suffered. Because of the pain he suffered. Jesus is role modeling for us that through pain and suffering, there are opportunities to gain character, leadership. And finally, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 talks about 
We have an opportunity here for hope. Look at this. The Apostle Paul writing again. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also, listen, look at that, glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulations, pain, suffering, problems, produces perseverance, and perseverance and character, and character produces hope. Look at that. Perseverance, character, and hope. We learn to hope in who? In Christ. Because we know that He is the gap filler. He can fill in the gap. But, but even if you said, okay, okay, that, that's good, but I'm not sure I want any of that. Well, well I keep hearing people talk about how they want to have a ministry. They want to have a ministry. Well, here's the reality. Look in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Who does what? Comforts us. The God of all the universe comforts us in all our tribulation. That we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. What that is saying, what the Apostle Paul is saying is, is listen, you want to have a ministry? You walk through some kind of great trial and tribulation, and then you'll know what it's like to walk through that. And when others come to walk through the trial and tribulation, you'll be able to say, hey, I've already done this. I can help walk you through it. That's how your ministry is born. That's how you have a chance to help somebody else because you can say, I've already done that. I've already been through this. When somebody else comes up to you and goes, no, I don't know what it's like, but uh, I think you can do it. I mean, that just doesn't have the same impact. You know, I do a prison ministry. And when those guys are talking, I tell the, all of those men in there, listen, one of the things that the, that the men in this, other men in this prison, they're not going to listen to me. You know why? I've never, ever been to jail. I've never even been in the back of a squad car. Never. And they're going to say, that guy, can't, he can't relate to me. But every one of you guys, you're in prison. 
you can relate. You can connect. And so whatever your trial, your tribulation is, whatever it is, you have an opportunity now to give hope to somebody else who sees no hope whatsoever. Your ministry is born. Now, you may be thinking, okay, this is a pretty good word. This is all right. I mean, you know, it's not John, but it's all right, you know, right? But now you may be thinking, why in the world, I end up spilling this water, why in the world would he share this message on Mother's Day? We, we have a role model in our life because I, I'm assuming almost everyone in here has or had a mother. It's just an assumption, but I'm going with it. And moms are pre-programmed, I believe, by God. Even if they don't even know Christ when they became a mother, they're pre-programmed by God. And I'm going to show you why. They're pre-programmed by God to look at pain in one particular area, totally different than anything else. And if we approached pain the same way mamas approached pain, we would all be able to walk a little straighter with a little more peace and a little more joy. Because you think about it, when a mama finds out that she's going to be a mama, I mean, she does exactly what James chapter 1 and verse 2 says, consider it all joy. Oh! And she shares it with somebody else. And she goes, guess what? I'm pregnant. Ah! I mean, they all just go crazy. Nobody's going, oh, are, are you serious? Do you know how painful that's going to be? <laughs> oh, my God, girl. I was in the labor room for 37 hours. That thing came out 12 pounds. I mean, that doesn't happen. Y'all just, it's like you, you just totally forget it. You just totally forget it. You're just, oh, this is great. And there's encouragement. Because why? Because number one, mom is not focused on the pain. Mom is focused on the end. Do you hear that? Mom's not focused on the pain. Mom's not going around and oh my God, I'm really going to give birth to this thing. Oh my God, Lord Jesus, help me. She's not doing that. I mean, they're not having meetings talking about how horrible this is going to be. I mean, why did you do this? You know, I mean, you know how this happened, right? I mean, none of that's happening. She's looking forward to it. She, she is excited about it because why? Well, I'll show you. She, even though she may not know it, she's approaching it exactly as the apostle 
Paul does. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 17. Remember what I said? The apostle Paul has been beaten five times. Can you be, imagine being beaten with a cat of nine tails? If you don't know what that is, it's got shards of glass that are, that are woven into the whip so that whenever you are popped with that whip, it is guaranteed to rip your flesh. Guaranteed to. And the Apostle Paul has been beaten with this. 39 lashes, five different times. And look at what he writes here in 2 Corinthians. Chapter 1. Or chapter 4, excuse me. Chapter 4. For our light affliction. Our light affliction. Our light affliction. None of us would be talking about it light affliction. We'd be going, no, it wasn't four times. It was five. Five times I was with. No, 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 not 30 lashes. 39 lashes. I mean, we'd be wanting everybody to know the suffering we had went through. And what's Paul say? For our light affliction, which is but for what? A moment. Why is it for a moment? Because Paul's focus is on eternity. His focus is not on the here and now. Mama's focus is not on the nine months and the 36 hours of labor. Mama's focus is on the life that she's about to produce. That's where mama's focus is. And so Paul says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Think about that. Mama gives birth to you. She gives birth to an eternal being. She's just impacted eternity. And so even if she's not a Christian, she doesn't even know Jesus, Mama is thinking about the end, not about the pain. Second thing, how Mama does it. Romans chapter 8. Verse 35. The Apostle Paul wrote this to be an encouragement for all of us. And maybe you never thought about how this happens. But Romans chapter 8 verse 35. Talks about the love of Christ. It says who shall separate us. From the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. He's, he's Paul's rattling off all these things. And he says no nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Why? Because Christ understands and has compassion for the things you have suffered. And as a result, it causes him to love you more. Just like mama. 
So you and mama went through pain together. And that gave mama a tender spot for you. That gave mama a special way of loving you that nobody else has. It's tender. And nothing can separate us from the love of a mama. And what Jesus is saying is that nothing can separate you from my love. See, even if mama didn't know all of this stuff, she's pre-programmed this way. She is a role model for us. But the reality is, is that we have something that even, even mamas don't have. We have a promise. Worship team, you guys go ahead and come on up. We have a promise. Because for mama, she had no guarantee what I would turn out like. And I would like to honor my mother who's here today. Mama, would you stand up? Even mamas don't have any promise of what will happen in that pain. But Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, God gives us a promise. Look at that. He says, and we know that all things, all things, listen gang, the last time I checked, all meant all. I mean, all. Everything. All. Not just the good stuff that you did. Not even just the, the times you messed up. But even the stupid times when you did stupid things that you shouldn't have done. God says, I use all of it. All of those things. And he does what? When we give it to him, he says, I'll work it together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. God has a purpose for you. That calling is referenced back to what Paul started the whole letter to Romans out. He said, the apostle Paul, uh, uh, Paul called to be an apostle. There's some special calling God has for you. He's not just having you go through some kind of trial or tribulation because he just thinks that that would be funny. He is using each and every situation when we give it to him. And he's using it. And he says, I'll use it for my glory. I'll use it to build character. I'll use it to build your faith. I will use it to build your ministry. I will use it for good. And so just like mama gave birth, gave birth through the pain to her own ministry, 
Right? That's what's happening for us. Is we have a chance. We have a chance to push through the pain. To look at pain differently. To not look at pain as some travesty that we've been afflicted with. But instead to say, hey, this is a chance for God to show up. This is a chance for God to use my situation. And, and no matter what the outcome, God can use my situation to encourage somebody else. To encourage somebody else to hang on a little longer. So I want the prayer team to go ahead and come up because I believe that there's somebody, there's somebody, and maybe multiple somebodies, that today, you know, you know that this was for you. You've been walking through tough situations, and you just can't hang on much longer. Maybe you've gotten news, and you need healing. Maybe your situation says you just can't see any hope in how this is going to work out. That's where God gets to show up. And you can come up here this morning and you can get prayer for whatever you need because I'm, I'm telling you, if you're sitting there, if you're sitting there, the enemy's going to say he's not talking about you, not your situation. But the reality is, think about this. Not even my mama knows the number of hairs on my head. And God says, that's how much I care about you. I keep up with how many hairs you have. I mean, he is in the details. And he cares. And he sees. And he is with you. So come this morning. And get prayer. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.